because I'm really good at it. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to preach on? What do you want me to say to your people? What do you want me to say, Lord Jesus? And I felt he said, remind me who I am. Remind me who I am. Remind me who I am. And I said, that's my sermon title, Lord. Remind me who I am. So Jesus, remind me who I am. Lord, remind me that I'm more than a conqueror. Remind me that I'm a child of God. Remind me that there is power when I speak your name. Remind me who I am. And I started getting it together, and it just didn't feel right. And I went back to the Lord, and I said, Lord, it's not, it's not feeling right. And he said it again, remind me who I am. And the moment that I started putting on paper who God is, it was powerful. And this is what the Lord has for you. So the sermon title is, Remind Me Who I Am, Fear to Fire. From fear to fire, not fear the fire. It's not fear the fire, guys. It's fear to fire. It's fear to fire. And I believe that the Lord has given me his word, and I believe that there is power in this word, and I believe that if you choose to accept it, there is opportunity for it to be life-changing. And please, I'm not saying that because I think that my words are powerful, but the word of the Lord is powerful, and the call of the Lord is powerful. Can you agree on that? The word of the Lord is powerful, and the call of the Lord is powerful. So we're going to go right into it, uh, Philippians 4.4. 4. And I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read right through it real quick. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. And it continues, and it gets, it gets even, there's more, okay? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Can you accept that? Does anybody need a little God of peace? Does anybody need a little God of peace? We're going to pray just for a moment. Lord Jesus, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you will use me today, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you will use somebody who's not very good at putting words together, someone who's really not good at speaking, someone that doesn't like to speak, and someone that doesn't like to be, to be seen, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, that you would find a way to use me, Lord Jesus, to change lives today, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we would realize that many changes in our life are a choice, Lord Jesus, and that you would encourage us, Lord, to make that choice today. In Jesus' name. I want to go right back through that scripture, you guys, and, and I just want to dissect a couple parts of it. So if we can just go right back to the top of that. I'm going to go right back to the beginning of that. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And I can just imagine Paul, he's writing this letter and he's saying, you know what? I so wish I was there with them. I think he mentioned it many times. I so wish I was there with them. And I think he's even envisioning that he's there and he's not getting enough amens the first time. So he's like, I'll say it again. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. He goes on to say that, he goes on to say 
that let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. And as soon as I read that, I just stopped at the word anxious because for some reason, anxious has been kind of the word of 2020. Uh, for me especially, I've been through a lot this year. You've been through a lot. And there's been many opportunities to be anxious in 2020. And I want to speak about that for a moment. Has anybody had an opportunity to be anxious in 2020 yet? Anybody? Come on, guys. I'm not seeing some hands. It's 2020. 2020 lost me at murder hornets. Okay, if you don't know what they are, I'm not even going there. But at that point, I realized that pretty much anything with a screen needs to go away because it's, it's, getting, it's getting bad. It is creating many opportunities to be anxious. 2020 has been kind of like a boss that comes up to you and says, we need to talk and then walks away. It's probably some of the worst words that you can hear because you know what happens? Your earthly mind starts processing things that probably don't even exist. And by the end of the day, you're trying to find a new job when it wasn't even the fact. Husbands, has your wife ever said the words, we need to talk? I don't know if there's some kind of bro code or if we're you know, allowed to talk about this, but there's a certain series of emotions that go through uh, a man when a wife says that we need to talk. And the first is some type of paralysis where you kind of can't move. And then you start going through the week and say, with a checklist, and you start saying, well, okay, my cup's in the sink. Uh, I put the cap on the toothpaste. My underwear's on the floor next to the hamper. Okay. Okay, I'm about to hear everything bad thing I've done my whole life. Okay, it's about to go down. Okay, this is, this is 2020. This is 2020. But the reason I'm standing right here is I want to tell you that 2020 can be your year of anxiety if you choose for it to be, if you choose for it to be. But the Lord is saying, I want to talk. And he doesn't want to talk about your dirty laundry. He wants to talk about your destiny. Can we listen to this for a moment? Lord, we want to hear about your destiny, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to trade in our anxiety, Lord Jesus, for your peace. We want to trade in our anxiety for your peace. The Lord is saying, I want to take you from a, a year of fear to a year of fire in the name of Jesus. Is anyone ready for a new anointing? Is anyone ready for a step from glory to a greater glory? Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. And so, so my sermon title, Remind Me Who I Am, remind God that he is the God of peace. Remind God that he is the God of peace. And in a moment, I'm gonna show you what happens when you remind God that he is the God of peace. But I want to break down the scripture a little more. He's saying, trade in the lies for whatever is true. Are you guys hearing any lies? Are you guys hearing any lies? Trade them in. Trade them in, trade them in, trade them in for whatever is true. Whatever is narrow-minded, trade for noble. Whatever is wrong, trade for right. Whatever is polluted, trade for pure. Whatever is lousy, trade for, trade for lovely and abominable, trade for admirable. Lord Jesus, we are making a choice right now to trade in these things, and we are making the choice to focus on what is pure, because it is in your word, Lord Jesus, that if we focus on these things, and if we focus on your goodness, that you will be our God of peace. We need a God of peace. I love this. He goes on to say, if you focus on these things, I will give you peace. But I feel he adds a disclaimer here. I've always read it that his peace passes all understanding because it's better 
and bigger than what we could imagine. Okay? And I feel like that is true. I feel like that is true, that his peace is bigger, and it is better than we can imagine. But in the context that I'm reading this scripture, he's talking about how to come out of anxiety. And the way that I'm reading this is, don't take your earthly mind and try to comprehend, analyze, dissect, and put in a box my peace. Because your earthly mind is what got you into the anxiety in the first place. I'm asking you just to lay down and bask in my peace. Turn off your mind. Turn off your mind. Don't think about it. Don't think about how long this peace will last. Don't think about if I deserve this peace. Don't think about is, this a, is there more peace. Just bask in it. Just bask in it. Lord, be our God of peace and allow us just to, just to lay in your presence, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The scripture says, in every situation, pray and petition with thanksgiving. And it goes on to say, whatever you have learned, received, or heard from me, or seen from me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. It says put into practice. And I know that that phrase, put into practice, means do it, live it. But I want to take it literal today. And I actually, I think this is an amazing opportunity. We're all together. We're all in one place. We all agree. We, I think we should actually practice it. We should take this and we should practice it for a moment. Who would like to practice? Who would like to practice reminding God that he is a God of peace? Who would like to practice just basking in his peace? Who would like to practice that? We're going to do that. I believe that God is calling us to another level. I believe that God is calling each and every person that can hear my voice from wherever you are to another level, a higher level, a greater anointing. I believe it. I believe that anybody that can hear my voice, including myself, I am preaching to myself, but I believe that anybody that can hear my voice can make the choice and God wants to bring you to another level. Who can accept that there is another level for them? Who can accept that there's another greater anointing for them? Jesus, we want it. We want you, Lord Jesus. We want you. I, I see glory to glory. I always envision it like a staircase. And I know we, I want to practice this and I want to go into this, but I feel like I want to show you guys a couple angles of this. I want to show you guys that there are levels of glory, that there are levels of anointing, and that God is calling everybody deeper. He's calling everybody deeper. Wherever you all are right now, you are not called to stay there. You are not called to stay where you are, but you are called to go deeper into his presence, deeper into his anointing, and from glory to glory in the name of Jesus by his power. By his power. But it is your choice. It is your choice. You can choose to stay where you are the rest of your life. It's a choice. And I, I am bringing you some encouragement today. I see glory to glory like a staircase. And God is not the God that grabs you and drags you up the stairs. Kerplunk, 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 kerplunk. That is not our God. If you know my father, you would know that he's on his knees with his arms out wide. He's smiling just like I do to my own daughter. He's smiling and saying, come closer. Take that one step. You can do it. You can do it. He's encouraging you, but he will not force you. He's not going to drag you up that staircase. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Spiritually, we start out like infants. And I know, you know, the scripture says that, you know, when, when you're young, you start with milk. 
until you have the teeth, until you have the ability to, to chew on the meat. But uh, spiritually, we start out like infants, and we just lay in his presence. And is it good to lay in his presence? Is it sweet to lay in his presence? But he has more. He's calling you yet to another step. He wants you to sit up, and he's calling you to sit in his anointing. He wants to take you from laying in his presence to sitting in his anointing. And then he calls you to crawl under the weight of his glory. And is it good to crawl under the weight of his glory? Church, is it good? It is. It is sweet. Lord, we want to feel your glory. We want to feel your power, Lord Jesus. We want it to be so heavy in this place and so heavy on our lives that we have to crawl under it, Lord Jesus. But Lord, you are so good and you are so big that you have even more for us, Lord Jesus. You call us to stand in awe of who you are. And is it good? Is it good to stand in awe of who he is? Yes. And for that moment and for that season, Lord Jesus, we stand in awe of who you are because you are great, because you are powerful, because you are faithful. But he doesn't just call you to stand. He calls you to step into your calling. He calls you to step into your destiny. And if you think that what right now is your destiny, it's never your destiny because there's always another step. He always has another step. He always has another place. He always has another path. He always has more for you. And I want to show that to you guys if you're willing to accept it. If you're willing to accept it. If, if the word of the Lord can be more important than sandwich toppings. Because I know how sandwich toppings can sound so appealing during a message. Lunch, lunch is a wonderful thing. Is lunch a good thing? Lunch is a good thing, but so is, so is stepping into our destiny. So is stepping into our destiny. He calls us then to walk and to talk with him. Is it good to walk and to talk with Jesus? Do you want to walk and talk with him? I want to walk and talk with you, Lord. I want to know your heart, Lord Jesus. I want to hear your voice. Lord, I want to get to know your voice so well that I can pick it out of the other voices. I want to get to know your voice so well that I can pick it out of the noise, Lord Jesus. But you know what? He has even more. He has even more. He then calls you to run after him for the rest of your life, Lord Jesus. We will go running after your destiny, Lord Jesus. We choose, Lord God, to go running after your destiny. We go running after you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So who wants to give this a try? Who wants to put this into practice? In this scripture, it says, in this scripture, again, it says that, that they... Let me back up for a moment. Uh, it, it, in, this, in this scripture, it says, I have a scripture here. In the scripture, it says that every, in every situation, pray and petition with thanksgiving. And it goes on to say, whatever you have learned, received, or heard from me, or seen in me, put into practice. Put into practice. So we're going to give it a shot. We're going to put it into practice Lord Jesus, you want to first bring us into peace. It is your first step for us, Lord Jesus, is to bring us into peace, Lord Jesus. And then, Lord, wherever peace takes us, you have another step for us, Lord. But we are right now going to proclaim that you are God of peace. We are right now going to remind you, Lord, that you are the God of peace.
So right now, we're going to do that, church. Right now, I, do, I want you to take whoever's next to you. If it's a family member, we're keeping our distance. So if you're paired together with a family member, I want you to start thanking him. I want you to come with a thankful heart. It says, with a thankful heart. We are going to start thanking him that he is the God of peace. And if you guys will choose to do so, I want to see what will happen in this room. So we're going to take a moment and with our voices, okay, it's not silent. With our voices all around this place, we're just going to start thanking him. Would you start thanking him right now? Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift your voice. Lord, we thank you. Just lift your voice. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the God of peace, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have peace, Lord Jesus, in store for us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are bringing peace into our household. If you're watching live right now or pre-recorded, it doesn't matter. Allow this peace to go into your household right now. Allow the God to be the God of peace. Remind him that he is the God of peace. Lord, you are the God of peace. You said it in your scripture, Lord Jesus. You are the God of peace, Lord God, and we thank you. It's says, Lord, that we should be thankful. So we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your mercy, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, you are faithful. 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 Faithful you are. Isn't he faithful? Faithful forever you will be. Come on, you've heard it. Faithful you are. And all your promises are yes and a. Can we sing it? Oh, faithful you are. Faithful forever you will be. Faithful you are, Lord. And all your promises are yes and amen. Yes, all your promises are yes and amen. I don't know if you guys realize this, but it's very difficult to not end up in praise when you're thanking him in prayer. All right, it's very difficult. You have to actually have to try it because when you start saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you that you're faithful. Thank you that you're awesome. Lord, you are glorious. It's praise. It's praise. The Lord has designed it. He's designed it that when you, when you pray in thankfulness, that you end up in praise. When you remind him that he is the God of peace, you will find yourself in praise. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that there is power in praise. We thank you, Lord, that there is a step from glory to greater glory. Lord, we thank you that you designed it this way, Lord Jesus, that when we go into prayer with thankful hearts, that we come out with praise, Lord Jesus. We come out with praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercy. Remind him that he is the God of peace and you will find yourself in praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you allow us just to bask in your peace, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you allow us just to lay here in, our, in, in your peace, Lord Jesus. But we thank you, Lord, that when that moment is over, Lord Jesus, that your calling starts stirring, Lord Jesus, in the spirit. And you call us, Lord, out of the necessity to hide and to be in your peace, Lord. You call us to stand, Lord Jesus. And you call us to praise, Lord Jesus. What happens when we praise? 
What happens when we praise? And I want to bring you guys to Acts, Acts 16. What happens when we praise? In Acts 16, it's so funny. Uh, I wasn't even planning on using this scripture. This just kind of came in last night. I actually uh, was on the phone with my mother, and uh, I had just preached to her. You know, I was just, just kind of preaching to her a little bit. I said, Mom, listen to this. Listen to this. Anxiety doesn't need to be our 2020. God has more in store. And I started preaching. And my, mom, my mother has so much fire inside of her that when I started, when I stopped, she started. She kept preaching. She kept preaching and preaching fire on the phone. I, I, said, I said, Mom, if I could just record this, this is the sermon for tomorrow. And she pretty much wrote the rest of the sermon. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas are in prison. And I'm going to give you just just. This is a little clip of the backstory. They're unlawfully prisoned. They're not supposed to be there. They're not supposed to be there. In fact, they're released the next morning, and the people that put them there don't even want anyone to know that they were there because they're so embarrassed. They weren't even supposed to be there, okay? They weren't even supposed to be there. They told the guard that you need to carefully guard him. You need to carefully guard him. So the guard put, him in, put Paul and Silas into the darkest cell, into the darkest area. And come midnight, and that's where we're going to start with this scripture. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains fell off. You know, they started praying. It started in prayer. It says right here, they prayed and sung hymns. I believe it started in prayer, and when they started thanking him, they couldn't help but end up in praise. They couldn't help but end up saying, Lord, you are faithful. Faithful you are. Lord, you are righteous. You are almighty. Lord, there is power in your name. Jesus, there is power in your name. They're singing, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, to break every, and chains started falling off. And you know what, Lydia, you were right. They weren't even trying to have their chains fall off. They're just praising. They're just praising. They're just praising. Where do you think this song came from? This song came from the fact that in praise, chains can just start falling off. You know what is amazing about this scripture? What's amazing about this scripture is it says that everyone's chains fell off. People that were under bondage, that were supposed to be there, their chains were broken because the Spirit moves. The Spirit moves when we praise. So how, how much greater is it when we're in the presence of God amongst, amongst our brothers and our sisters that when we start praising, do you realize that when you start praising, that same power that was with Paul and Silas is with you. And when you start praising, the chains of the person next to you can start falling off. And you know what? The chains of people you can't even see, their chains start falling off. You can't even see the people through the screen right now, but who is to say that the power in your praise can't be breaking chains off of them? Because when Paul, when Paul and Silas were in prison it was midnight and it was pitch black and they didn't know who was around them but everybody's chains everybody's chains everybody's chains fall off when the presence of God shows up come on 
You know what? Leave it to God. Leave it to God to be so, guys, listen, if there's two things that you can get out of my mess, if there's two things that you can get out of God's perfection today, it's this, it's this, that your next step is a choice and that God is so good. God is so good. Listen, how good is it that God takes something designed to glorify him? Praise. It's designed only to glorify him. How amazing and how good is our God. Listen to me. How good is our God that he will take something designed to bless him and he just loves his children so much that the thing designed to bless him always somehow finds a way to come back and to bless us. How good is our God? How great is his faithfulness? God, we don't deserve it. We can't earn it. But somehow your praise comes back and it blesses us every time. Thank you, Jesus. Can someone just thank him? Can someone just thank him that he's that good? Can someone thank our God that he is that good, that his praise designed to bless him always comes back and somehow can bless my family? Jesus, you are faithful. You are faithful. You know, not only did the chains fall off, And they could have walked out at that moment. And you know what? Justice would have said that they should have walked out at that moment because they weren't supposed to be there. Justice would say that they should have walked and they had the right. They could have walked out of that place. But you know what? God had another calling. God had a step from glory to greater glory. You know what? This story would have been just absolutely incredible. If their chains fell off and they walked out of the prison, it would have been enough right there. But you know what? It's never enough because God has another step for you. He has another calling for you. He has another anointing for you. If you choose it, he's bringing you from your glory to a greater glory. He has a plan. He has a plan. Listen to this. The jailer woke up, verse 27. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. We are all here. There's so many messages you could preach out of this. Listen to this. We are all here. 29, the jailer called for lights. The jailer called for fire. He rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I love that scripture. Guys, I want this. I want this fire. I want this fire. What must I do to be saved? Verse 31, they replied, believe in the Lord. Believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the midnight, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. He washed their wounds. He imme- and immediately, he and all his households were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe God, he and his whole household. He and his whole household. You know why that happened? You know why that happened? Because Paul and Silas were willing to take 
that extra step. They were willing to say, yes, God, yes, God, I will take that next step. Yes, God, I will step into your calling. Yes, God, if this isn't enough and you have something more, I will step into that glory. I will go from crawling. I will go to sitting. I will go to walking, to standing, to running with you, Jesus. Whatever it is that you have for me, I trust you and I believe you and I will take your step from glory to greater glory. You know what? He's calling us to be more than a people that can praise our chains off. And you know what? Do, do not discredit the power of praise. And not for a moment would you discredit the power of praise. Because it, wouldn't it be enough if we had the power to come into his presence and to just praise our chains off? Wouldn't that be enough? But God has more for you. He has an anointing for you. He has a glory to glory for you. And he is bringing you from fear to fire in the name of Jesus. 2020 will not be your year of anxiety. It will be your year of anointing if you choose, if you choose, if you choose, if you choose. God is taking us from fear to peace. God is taking us from peace to praise. God is taking us from praise to faith. Because when we praise him, when we praise him, we start reminding him of who he is. And we remind him that he's faithful. We remind him that he's been faithful before that. We remind him that he's been faithful before that. And then even before we were born, he was faithful. And in the word of God, he was faithful to the beginning. So you know what? He can be faithful again. He can be faithful again. So in our praise, our faith is stirred. And when our faith is stirred, we can take the next step to his fire. To his fire. What is the calling? What is he calling you to do? What is he calling you to do? Remind God that he's the God of the breakthrough. Remind God that he is the God of the breakthrough. And you know, I'm trying to keep it short this morning. Last time I preached, I, I really thought it was going to be short, but it was like nine pages of notes. Uh, so I did half that. I'm trying to keep it short this morning because it's not about me talking. It's about the power of his word. Not my words. It's not my words. I know my words have no power, but the, the, the word of God is all powerful. It's all powerful. Guys, I'm encouraging you right now. What is your fire? What is your next step? What is your destiny? What does God have for you next? Whatever you're doing now is, is wonderful, but God has more. The chains falling off of you is wonderful, but God has more. God is calling you to build his kingdom. God is calling you to build this kingdom. After the chains are broken off of you, you are called to do more. You are called to build his kingdom. You are called to go to the jailer's home and to preach to his family. This is, this is your next step. This is your calling. I want to encourage you right now to take a next step. I want to encourage you right now. You know what? Your next step will be different. Everybody's next step is different. Your, your next step might be serving. Your next step might be serving. You might be serving in this church. You know, I, 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 would, I would love if Pastor Carlos and if, if the pastors that are here throughout the week are just bombarded with people saying, I want to take the next step. That I, I you know what, I want to take the next step. Because you know what, you have to start somewhere. And you know what, somebody that could come and could clean a bathroom with a pure, thankful heart will receive a greater glory in heaven than someone that can stand up here with a proud heart. Do you understand? Where's Carl? Where's Carl? Carl, 
Do you know the person out there who mows the lawn? That's Carl. Do you guys know that the person that, that is out there mowing the lawn with a thankful heart that is doing it upon the Lord has more power than the person that stands here and worships but is trying to glorify himself? Are you guys catching this? Are you guys catching this? Your inheritance isn't for this world, it's for eternity. Your destiny isn't for this world, it is for eternity. Come on, we're going to start, we're going to make the choice. We're going to make the choice. And you know what? I could have... I could have cued Carlos, and I could have had uh, people going around with clipboards, and I could have said, guys, come on, who's going to start serving in the church? Who's going to start serving the church? But you know what? The kingdom of God doesn't need people making decisions out of emotion. The, the church doesn't need doesn't need people serving out of emotion. You know what? Because you'll serve for a week. The church needs someone that's going to make a decision, and the church needs someone with staying power staying power. I, I heard an amazing message, and I'm going to end soon, but I heard an amazing message on staying power, and I need to say this for a moment, but there, there is power, yes, when you make a decision, but there is so much more, and God is calling you to have staying power. God is calling you to stick to it. God is calling you that when you go through the valley, that you don't give up because you know God is bringing you into a mountain. God is calling you that when you are unjustly chained, and you are put into the very very darkest cell and the lights are turned out that you don't turn on God and you don't give up but you say God you know what I'm gonna praise you and if you got more for me if you want to do more you got me I'm your man I'm your woman I'm your child I'm your daughter I'm your son I'll do it I'll do it God is calling you God is calling you, and I'm not here to stir up your emotions, and I'm not here for you to make a choice out of emotion, but I'm praying that God is going to take these words, his words, going to put it in your heart, and this week you are going to not be able to forget these words. These words are going to haunt you. These words are going to follow you this week, and that you will make a choice to bring it to the next step. Maybe it's serving, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a greater anointing. Maybe you're already serving and you want to serve somewhere else. Maybe you want to serve more. Maybe you want to do more. Maybe, maybe, your, maybe your next calling is just another calling of anointing. Maybe he's calling you to deeper worship. Maybe he's calling you to a deeper understanding of himself. But I just want to encourage you guys. I am not here talking down on you. I'm preaching to myself. I have to make a choice. I have to make a choice. I am preaching to me. And I want to leave you guys with this. A prayer. A blessing. Can I bless you guys? Jesus, my Father, I pray a blessing over anybody that can hear my voice right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, first I pray a blessing on their head right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray protection over their minds in the name of Jesus. Lord God, in a day and age, Lord Jesus, where our minds, Lord God, that our natural minds can run wild with any bit of information, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray right now your peace over them, Lord Jesus. I pray your blessing over them right now, Lord. Lord, furthermore, I pray blessing over their household in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your peace enter their homes, Lord God. Lord, let your peace enter their homes by following them home. Lord, I pray that they would carry your peace as a choice, Lord Jesus. That they would choose to remind you that you are the God of peace. Lord, that this week that they would choose to remind you that you are the God of peace. That you are the God of salvation. 
that you are the God of righteousness. And on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Lord, we pray that you would follow them, that you would bless them, that you would protect them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that they would come back next week, Lord Jesus, hungry for more of you, Lord Jesus. Lord, make us hungry for more of you, Lord Jesus. Lord, make us chase after your anointing, Lord Jesus, because we want more, Lord Jesus. We want more. And I pray in the name of Jesus that next week, Lord Jesus, we would go even deeper into your throne room, Lord God. That in worship, Lord Jesus, we would go to a deeper place, Lord God. And we pray, Lord, you would peel back the layers of yourself, Lord Jesus, that we would get to know, Lord Jesus, you more intimately in the name of Jesus. And in your name, I pray this blessing over these people and over myself and over my family and over my household. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I didn't plan on ending like right at 12. But listen, I want you guys to go. I want you guys to enjoy your day. But I don't want you guys to forget the words of Lord. Not my words. Forget all my words. But let the word of the Lord go with you in the name of Jesus. Be blessed, church. Be blessed. Go and be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I do want to give an opportunity. I don't know everybody that I'm seeing, and I do want to give an opportunity right before we go out these doors. I have given you guys an opportunity to accept God's greater calling, but I'm not asking anybody to, to raise hands. I'm not looking, we're not doing anything out of emotion, okay? Emotion doesn't stick. Emotion changes in two seconds. We all know that. But there might be somebody in here that doesn't even know the Lord. So just for a moment, I want you to close your eyes. And just for a moment, if that is you, if I'm speaking to you, if you don't know the Lord, if you haven't asked him to be your personal savior, if he is not your father, if you don't know him, if you want to know my father, if you want to know my God, if you want to know the name of my God, if you want to know the name of my father, if the name of your father is addiction, if the name of your father is alcohol, if the name of your father is sin, if the name of your father is lost, then I want to let you know about my father and that he, your father is abusing you. And I want you to know my father because he's adopting and he, he loves you. If that's you, just go ahead and raise your hand right now. If you don't know that father, there might be someone, there might not be. But if it's you, just raise your hand right now. 